Hello and welcome to Caught My Ear. This is a music podcast where two music obsessed mates get together to talk about the music they've been listening to that that week, as well as a sprinkling of news topics. You are listening to episode 10. We are now in the double digits, guys. Get excited. My name is Maddie. And my name is Vivian. So, news topic number one. What have we got? Yes, so we've got the Spice Girls reunion tour. So... This is coming from the Sydney Morning Herald, written by Mary Marie Louise Gamuchian. Sorry. So it says fans complain about first Spice Girls reunion concert despite off the scale excitement. So the article says more than seventy thousand people attended the group's first gig in seven years at Croke Park on Friday night local time in the UK. It opened with fireworks and the hit song "Spice Up Your Life." <laughs> But some fans said the sound was so bad they could barely hear the music. Some claimed they saw people leaving in droves. Singer Melanie Brown, otherwise known as Mel B, thanked fans for attending the show in a video message on her Instagram story and promised to improve the sound. Quote, We'll see you in Cardiff and hopefully the vocals and the sound will be much, much better, she said. Wow. So, thoughts, Maddie? Do you like the Spice Girls? I mean, I've never been a major fan of the Spice Girls. Really? But whenever, like, you know... A song would come on. A song would come on that I know the words to, I will, Sing like, along. jam out to it. Um, but, no, I'm not yeah. super invested in the Spice world. Well, I would say they were before our time as yeah. well. Because they were really popular in the 90s more so than later. I guess that's fair, yeah. Um, but it's interesting because this tour... They've claimed it's a world tour, but it's only in the UK, <laughs> which is like, okay, why not just call it? Like, I think they need a map. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. But it's also interesting because not every single member is there. So they've got everyone except Victoria Beckham. Oh yeah. Because I mean, I feel like she- For reasons. <laughs> yeah. I feel like she just either just doesn't want to be attached to the Spice Girls name anymore, but or if it's, or it's more so just like, eh. Like, you guys do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. It's interesting. But you said the sound was atrocious, wasn't it? Yeah. Have there been, like, videos and stuff of how bad it was? So, apparently, um, there was this one video I watched on Twitter where someone was um, sitting really, really close to the stage. And when I played the video, you could barely hear, like, the backing track, let alone, like, their vocals. The actual vocals, yeah. So, it was quite, yeah. But, um... As I was saying to Maddie before, it's really, really hard in those kind of settings where a concert's in a stadium or at a festival where there's so many people and depending on, you know, the layout of the stage and the speakers and everything, it can just be really, really bad or can be really, really good. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a fine line. Between, yeah. 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 When I was at Splendor in the Grass last year, it was atrocious in that main field because the speakers were set a little bit too far from the stage I think and every time and it was really windy as well so oh that wouldn't have helped <laughs> yeah when you, when if you were right next to those speakers you would have just heard an incredible sort of like delay in the vocals yeah it would yeah. it was really yeah it wasn't it wasn't good but outside sound is very hard to exactly do well you, you kind of have to rely that all the conditions will be on your side but doesn't look like they are. Hopefully it gets better in there yes. later. Yes. To a dates, but yeah. yes. So heading on to the next topic, Maddie. 
What do we have? Um, to Vivian's dismay, <laughs> we're talking about Ed Sheeran. <laughs> now, Ed Sheeran has released a new track with Chance the Rapper and um, who's the other guy? Let me have a look. It's like... P- oh, P&B Rock. Yeah. That's it. it I thought it was something it was like something that. rock. P&B Rock. Now, it's called Crosby. And it's sort of um, after his release of I Don't Care with Justin Bieber, because they're both tracks that are going to be on his newest album that's coming out on July 12th, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Number Six Collaborations Project. And so all of the songs on that album are collaborations with other artists. Mm. But we're going to talk about Cross Me now. First of all, I heard like two lines <laughs> and I was severely severely unimpressed yeah Agreed. i mean vivian would have been unimpressed to begin with you know, <laughs> because it was ed sheeran but i just i think it just doesn't work mm. like the i if the whole song was just like chance the rapper and pnb rock it would sound fine yeah like it's got a great beat behind it love it like their vocal tone and their sound the way mm. that they sing rap you know, yeah. it works with how the song flows and what the song's about. And then you, like, pop in Ed Sheeran's, like, it just British acoustic work. vocals and it just yeah. doesn't sound right. It, it really does so wrong. And it's interesting because um, you first hear, like, the, the chorus. And I don't know if that's Chance the Rapper or if I that's... I think it's Chance. Yeah, it kind of sounds like him. I don't listen to their music too much, so yeah, if we neither, get that wrong, very much I. apologize. But the chorus sounds good, whoever is singing yeah. that part. <laughs> yeah, and it starts with that, and it's like, okay, this is an Ed Sheeran song, okay. And then when it um, gets into his vocals, I actually quite like the uh, like the really ambient sort of synth. Leads yeah. in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're really nice because they, they're kind of. I really like the chord progression as well. But then it gets into like. The, the lyrics are really weird because it's all, it's, all, it's all talking about, you know, his like girlfriend or his. Yeah, like you know, if you cross her, you cross me. That's yeah. like the general. It's vibe very of the like song. aggressive, but not unnecessarily aggressive yeah so it's like not convincing in any way shape or form yeah that is so weird and i was saying to maddie before when i heard it some of his word choices it just feels like he's trying to be something he's not and he's trying to sound either more you know sort of like experimental with his music which is fine yeah but it just sounds so off. And I don't know, because it's really interesting, because I do think you could see the sim- similarities between his single with Justin Bieber and this one. Yeah. You really can see, in terms of production. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like, oh, this is interesting. I don't think yeah, it's going to go well. <laughs> like, obviously from Ed Sheeran's first album, you know, like, he has an interest in like, rap and, like, really fast, like, fast verses. And, like, he's always had this sort of fascination with that sort of genre Mm. and style, but he's stuck to that, like, acoustic vibe and that's sort of what made him popular. Yeah. And I'm all for, you know, like, artists um, progressing and developing their sound, but Mm. this is so far removed from what we know Ed Sheeran to be. Yeah. And I think, like, when Divide came out, that was sort of, like, the beginning of this 
odd like spin-off because like with like Shape of You and Castle on the Hill that was sort of like the first kind of singles that we saw where it was very heavily based on the production value rather than Mm. like his actual like his roots in a way yeah Yeah. his lyricism and like what he was sort of like known for so I don't have a joke I'm what maybe that's why it was called divide to divide his fan oh my god Vivian (laughs) honestly (laughs) look jokes aside I think you're right (laughs) because after that album came out I was like because I was, look, I was a diehard Ed Sheeran She really was, fan. guys. I was very, very much, like, obsessed and taken with Ed Sheeran. Yeah. And then Divide came out and I was like, I'm not a fan of this anymore. Yeah. And it's I'm funny. I'm over it. It's funny because Maddie and I, I, I don't know if you remember this, Maddie, but we had a conversation. It was the year that Divide was coming out, but it, it was before it came out at uni and we're talking about how taylor swift is as a songwriter and how yes. i said that ed sheeran wasn't as good as taylor swift in terms of songwriting and maddie we <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> we fought to the death it was, it was a heated hardcore. conversation <laughs> but it's really interesting because when divide did come out we both we both were like yeah this yeah is- this isn't good like there were a couple of songs don't get me wrong there are a couple of songs on there that i love yeah like but they're the slow, sad ones that yeah. are, like, acoustic and what he's sort of, mm. like, known for and what I enjoyed about his music. Yeah. And so, yeah, this new direction I'm not a huge fan of, but, yeah, I don't know how other Ed Sheeran fans have been taking this. I guess the diehard ones, you know, like... I have a They'll feeling, support him, whatever, but... But I also think that um, he gained a lot of with Divide, I think he gained a lot of sort of a mainstream sort of audience that likes that really, um, like, poppy production Yeah, sound. yeah. So I do think a lot of people will like it, um, but I don't know. I guess I'm, we'll I'm, find out when the actual album comes out soon. I yes. didn't realise it was, re- like, it was yeah, coming out in July. it's coming out so soon, and it's all, like, collaborations. Yeah, like so every entire... single song, because he's released a track list. Yeah. But all of the names of the artists that he's collabed with have been blacked out. Yes. So, so keep it a surprise. It's a surprise. So we'll keep you updated when it comes out and see if any of the songs on there are good <laughs> or like worth listening to. So who knows? Maybe I'll come out and say, "Oh, I actually like this song." The but... day that Vivian <laughs> says that she likes an Ed Sheeran song, pigs will fly. Yep. Anyway, we could talk about. And on that days. note, <laughs> we will move on to the last news story. So. We've got some Splendor announcements. Well, announcement. Yes. So, this is coming from Music Feeds, written by Jackson Langford. Splendor in the Grass announces the 2019 Mystery Oz Act. So, after months of rumours, speculation, and music fans across the country putting their FBI hats on, we finally know exactly who the Mystery Oz Act is that'll be gracing this year's Splendor in the Grass. (laughs) Drumroll. And it's your boys, Ocean Alley. So the act was announced after Splendor took to social media to post a silhouette of the band while saying the mystery cat is out of the bag Monday morning. Plenty of rumours circulated about who the act might be, including Midnight Oil, Violent Soho, the Middle East, and even the Veronicas. Ocean Alley will be joining a stacked lineup, including Tame Impala, Chance the Rapper, Childish Gambino, Scissor, Catfish and the Bottleman, and plenty more. 
How do we feel about Ocean Alley, Vivian? Meh. <laughs> meh? <laughs> really meh? Like, it's... I honestly thought the Mystery Oz act would have been Splendor's chance to maybe put on either a less recognised Australian band mm-hmm. or an iconic... Yeah, it was it, it was going to be either end of the spectrum, but they've kind of just been like, oh, here's someone who was really popular in the hottest 100. Exactly. Like, that would just came, like, that sort of, like, boosted through in popularity last year. Here you go. Which is fine. And I really think they're a great band. Like, they're really talented. But in terms of if, whether they'll bring something different to Splendor, I... I'm gonna say no. Yeah, I don't think it has that because when you hear mi- like a mystery act, yeah, you would expect that it would be something that like needs to be hyped up. Yeah, and it just kind of it's been a really um, anti-climactic. Yeah, yeah, sort of announcement. And I mean, especially with the rumors of who it would have been, I was hoping for someone you know like. Midnight Oil. I know, that would have been. Like, yes. Like, one of those really iconic Australian bands where they may not necessarily be making music anymore, but, like, coming together, like, to play their older stuff at Splendor. Yeah. I know that would be hard. Because people still jam out to that. I still jam yeah. out to that. Like, yeah, plenty of people do. And I know it would be hard getting everyone together, but it just kind of feels like, why would you say it's a mystery Oz act if... It's just a band that's... It, yeah, it feels like they just could have been part of the lineup to yeah, begin with. Exactly. And like, yeah, exactly. No one would have batted an eyelid. No one would have been like, oh, that that's really, you How know, iconic. unique. And yes, I'm, you know, like, I know a lot of people love Ocean Alley. And, um, you know, like I said before, they're really talented. But I just, yeah, it just kind of feels odd that they marketed it that way. Yeah. It doesn't feel right. But um, in saying that, I'm, you know, we talked about it before. The Splendor lineup is just really mediocre for me anyway. <laughs> so, I mean, they don't really add anything. Yeah. You can but, listen to past episodes of the podcast where we chat about yeah. the Splendor lineup and yeah. stuff. But anyway. I guess we'll move on from that. <laughs> yes. So, that brings us to the end of our new segment. So, before we go into our songs. Pause the podcast, go down to the description and click the Spotify or YouTube playlist to listen to the songs that we talked about this week. So you don't get lost or confused when we talk about a specific vocal or lyric or riff, you know. Listen to the songs, people. Listen to them. (laughs) Please. (laughs) I'm begging you. (laughs) Alrighty. So we'll start with my song of the week. Yes. Now, it is called Better Man by Dan DeLeon. Now, I am a very big fan of this song. I have been listening to it on repeat constantly. Mm. The one thing that I really like about it is, like, the difference in his voice. So, at the beginning and, like, through the verses, it's, like, this very low, very cool um, range for him. I reckon it's a lot... I know. Um, I've previously <laughs> said falsetto is the bomb. <laughs> but in this case, I reckon his lower register is oh, 10 definitely. times better than his falsetto. But he gets into his falsetto later. And it's great. I love it. Um, it's like a really cool, um, chill mm. sort of... So the production value is really cool because he was originally a producer. Mm-hmm. He's been producing for ages. But this is like his first sort of breakout solo stuff where he's like 
doing all of it himself like, yeah. and singing and all that. Yeah. It was released like this year, his EP, the song's on. Um, there's like this really cool beat throughout that I am definitely a huge fan of. Um, and yeah, it's just like overall a cool yeah song. It's really interesting his range. I just think it's incredible how good he sounds so low in his register. Yeah. But when he goes up there, it is he sounds just as good. That that is such a talent, I think, to be able to do that. Yeah, cuz it's one thing to be able to sing the notes, but to yeah. be able to pull off like either end of yeah. your range yeah. is like a credit to you know, exactly. how good he is yeah. as a vocalist as and, well as a producer. And even throw in some stylistic, you know, sort of nuances on, on when he does sing those notes. Like, yeah, it's not yeah, just, yeah. you know, it's really cool. I, I really like that part of the yeah. song. There's yeah. also one part, like, during the song, like, mostly it's just like, you know, your typical, like, electronic 808 yeah. beats throughout it. But when it gets to, like, the build-up chorus at the end, I think I can't quite pick it out because it's so... Like, it's such a thick, full sound. But I think during the end, there's, like, an actual drum kit. Like, it's a real, like, live recorded drum kit. Oh, okay. Because, like, the way that you can sort of tell, I think I picked out, like, the cymbals and stuff during the end. So listen to the song and see if you can... And pick out that Pick out (laughs) whether it is an actual drum kit or whether it's just, like, a synthetic sound. But I think it's an actual drum kit in there, and I am a big fan of it. That's cool. I really like it. Because, yeah, through, like, the whole thing. And the thing is, too, you don't really notice it. Yeah. It kind of, like, slides in. Seamlessly. And because I was just listening to, like, the layering of this, like, of the track, because it's really, really cool. It's quite, like, complex in that sense. But, yeah, you're just used to, like, the 808 beats that are going throughout it. And then once this chorus hits and you hear, like, the cymbals and, like, all the drums and stuff, you Mm. actually pick up on, oh, that actually might be a real drum kit. Like a live drum kit sound, so that's awesome. I thought that was neat, but I love that. Yeah, yeah, definitely check him out. It's great. I I need to listen to the rest of his EP, but mm. check out Better Man by Don DeLeon. Nice, nice. So your song of the week, Vivian. Yeah, so my song of the week is um another of what we would call a Vivian song. <laughs> <laughs> that's this is just gonna be a staple for the podcast yeah. now. So it's Zero by The Smashing Pumpkins. So it's an older song. It was released in 1996. And for those who don't know The Smashing Pumpkins, they were a really, really popular grunge band in the 90s. Um, They were kind of considered one of the main uh, pioneers of the genre. A lot of people made comparisons to Nirvana, Pearl Jam, which is fair, but at the same time, what really differentiates them is Billy Corgan's vocals. He's just, he's got really interesting, unique vocals. But so about the song, Zero. So it is just, as in the instrumentation, it's sort of like a fairly typical grunge song. You've got the really heavy guitars and um, the consistent drums in the background. But it's really cool because I, I discovered this um, while I was reading up on the song. There's six rhythm guitars. Six. And, yeah. Why six? I don't know. It's really interesting because you would have... When I... You know, I've I've listened to this song many, many times over the years. And I've never really picked up on the fact that it's so layered. 
that guitar back that yeah, guitar yeah. guitar backing like it just doesn't sound so full and thick if anything it sounds like it's one guitar it does because when you told me that it was like six, yeah I, it doesn't sound like six guitars it's so interesting but um yeah i thought that was a really interesting fact and there's a solo with a 12 string guitar which is wild that is yeah so Nuts. cool i love that um but yeah, so the instrumentation is really cool. But my favorite thing, as is with most songs by the Smashing Pumpkins, is Billy Corgan's vocals. Yes, they very cool. are so cool. But in a way, it almost—it's like I don't know how to explain. It really sounds like it shouldn't be within that genre. Him singing, but when he gets when he starts to sort of growl in like his higher register, you're kind of like, oh yeah, this this definitely it fits. feels yeah, yeah, it fits and it feels right. Um, but it's really cool because uh, he's he's such an emotional singer as well because mm. he, he won't just sort of sing the notes like we were talking about before. He'll put these, you know, growls on the end or, like, these, like, shouts and these screams that, you know, you, you kind of have to, like, sit up and you're like, oh, okay, that's happening. <laughs> you know, but it's really sit cool. There and take it. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and that's very much, like, a staple for them in their songs. So... Yeah, that's Zero by the Smashing Pumpkins. Um, definitely check it out. Or, you know, you probably you may have already heard it for all those grunge fans. Yeah, all those grunge fans out there. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so, moving on. Um, I'll what my ear time? Under a rock time. Oh, I am <laughs> skipping far ahead. Maddie Guys, is... I'm so hungry. It's not... If you hear my stomach growl during this, I apologise. I'm so hungry. Maddie is ready to I'm go. ready to go. <laughs> soon, Sorry. my friend. Soon. I will settle down. I'll let you do your Under a Rock. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Under a Rock. This is um, wildly different to my song of the week. So this is Tori Amos. So Crucify is the song that I'm doing. Um, it's really interesting because she is a classically trained singer. Mm-hmm. And you can hear that. I think it's quite obvious when you hear her sing. But this song, Crucify, was released in the 90s as well. And it's got a lot of sort of interesting, like, sort of like the staple of the 90s sort of music in yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, that weird, like, ethereal yeah, type, like, yeah. synthy. You guys would know what we mean. Like, it's hard to describe without sort of hearing. All you 90s kids will yeah. know <laughs> Yeah, so um, it's really interesting. I really like this song. Um, I came across it uh, while I was actually listening to another song of hers that I had to analyze for a high school in oh a high God. school subject. But um, yeah, Crucify. It's my main thing about the song is the lyrics because it talks about anxiety and how we turn anxiety into self hatred. And it sounds really dark, because it is, but <laughs> but it's this kind of, you know, she sings in the chorus, why, why do we crucify ourselves? And it's always, you know, when we have those anxieties, it's always about managing people's expectations, and we always are trying to, you know, live up to those expectations of other people, and we do, in doing that, we crucify ourselves. And, yeah. So it's really cool. I really, really like how she explores that topic with those that kind of lyricism um but yeah in terms of her vocals she's got a really really interesting voice um it's it's sort of hard to describe but 
you can tell that she's very much knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. That can, classical training comes yeah, out when you hear it. Yeah, you can really hear. And I know that sounds like, it's like, oh, how can you tell if someone's, you can, okay? It is, you can tell. <laughs> it is obvious. And you'll <laughs> you'll pick up on it if you listen to the song. Um, but yeah, I also really like it because in the beginning when she's singing the verse, there's like this really cool, like, grungy guitar riff and it's like building up to the chorus you're like oh this is like she's because she sings like um i've got a bowling ball in my stomach i've got a desert in my mouth and you hear this really cool like building guitar riff i'm like oh this is cool (laughs) um and then the pre-chorus is also really really cool because it's just piano yeah 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 different instrumentation yeah it can't it just switches up completely which is really interesting but um Yes, so that is Crucify by Tori Amos. I would definitely recommend listening to it. And yes, so... Onto my Under a Rock. Yes. So, (laughs) a lot of you have probably heard this song before, or this artist. She's been gaining a lot of traction recently. She has. And I'm a bit late to the party, (laughs) which is why it's my Under a Rock. So, the track is called Truth Hurts by Lizzo. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, I absolutely love the humour in this song. It is... so good. Not only is it, like, a great song to, like, jam out to. And just, you know, bop to. It's so funny. It's Like, the way that Lizzo, like rap slashes scenes. Yeah. Like, it's... She's got this, like... I don't know. It's, like, a... Sort of, like, a bouncy, like, yeah. innocence to it. Like, yeah. she's sort of... She doesn't take herself seriously. Yeah. And she's, like, finding the fun in stuff. And it's, like, all related back to this, you know, like, self-confidence type. Like, yeah. I am the woman. Like, you I'm know, who I am. You could have had this... Like, this it's is your who loss. I am, deal with it. Yeah. Like, I am the biggest, you know, yeah, it's, deal since whatever. And but. it's it's so cool because I actually really think the way she, uh, it's like, sings slash raps about things, it, it, she uses really clever ways to do it. It's not just, like, your straightforward, like, um, I'm the baddest, I'm the best. Like, it's very much... It, it feels personal, but it's... It is. It's very personal. Yeah. Yeah, she definitely, I think, you know, draws on, like, her personal experience, experience and yeah. that type of thing. It's, like, during this whole song, it's just, like, her gassing herself up. Like... It is. It's just, like, showering herself in compliments, and it's, like... And it's so good. <laughs> so refreshing to hear, because, yeah, like, my, my friend Brooke Jones, shout out... Shout out to Brooke Jones. <laughs> ...told me about this song, and when I heard it, I was like, this is such a bop, and it's really... I think it's really cool, because you can listen to it, and you can take something away from it like oh i've experienced that but at the same time it's one of those really really fun boffy songs like yeah we and i about. think it's really cool like when you have like it is i would like because she does brand herself as like a rapper right she's yeah. like an r&b like rapper and it's not like this ridiculously fast like um verses and whatever like it's nice and slow and you can like take every word that she's saying and yeah. you can like internalize it and yeah. 
like within one listen like I was singing along to it like hearing it once I know and yeah. it's so it's so catchy and like there's the one thing that I really like is the um the piano yeah in the intro. it's just like this like um bopping like single note it's just single note and it, it it sounds like a kid's playing the piano and it's just like throughout the whole thing and it's but at the so same cool. time you wouldn't think what's about to follow that is what is the song yeah. you're like okay is this gonna be some like moody kind of r&b song and then when she starts and then the getting, beat kicks yeah. in and then yeah <laughs> it's it's so sick i love it the so first much. line is the best it's just the first line of the first word the first line is you need so to listen funny. to this song it's so good it's so good yes. please, please i implore you all of you girls out there that need some empowerment just listen to this song and you'll be like the baddest chick out. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, on to what I was saying before. Caught my ear. <laughs> now Last segment, guys. Now it's caught my ear. We're on the road to lunch. <laughs> I can rejoice. Anyway, so, my song is called Think High by Prince Charles. With now, a Z. With a Z. <laughs> We're not, you know, Prince Charles of whatever. Is it of Wales? The Duke of I don't know. I think it is. But Wales? Yeah. Who cares? I don't know anything about the monarchy. Leave me alone. Um, <laughs> this is a different Prince Charles. Now, um, this, it was on his album, I think it's called Evolution Part 1, and it was released in 2017, so it's a bit of an older song. Mm, mm. It's definitely something that I wouldn't normally listen to. Yeah. But the thing that, like, got me onto it, um, that caught my ear as you as we say, is throughout the song, a lot of the um, harmonic, like, structure of Mm. the whole thing is based off these gospel choir samples. Mm. There isn't that many actual instruments in this song. No. Like, there is piano um, towards, like, the middle and throughout the end. Like, there are some, like, breakdown parts where it's just piano or... You can hear the piano coming through, but for the most part, it's based off these gospel samples, and it's like this R and B very. Um, it's not like a hard, like eight oh eight beat, but it's like a lot more aggressive than you would normally mm. sort of expect, and like the vocals throughout it are really, really interesting. Like. There's so many, like, different runs and, like, the layering of this song is insane. Like, if you just, like, take a minute, get some decent headphones, listen to this song and, like, pick out all of the different layers, it's insane. Like, there's, like, solo runs here and there and, like, plays throughout it and it's just all over the place, but it's just, like, incredible. Yeah, it's... I said to Maddie, it's really ambitious that they went with the gospel samples as the backing. It's really ambitious because it could either work really well, which I think it did in this case, Mm. or it could crash and burn because it is in, especially in the verses when it's those like higher sort of ones. Yeah. um, It is quite in like your face because it's just that and the vocals, but I really like it when it switches to like the, I think it's like the pre-chorus or the, when it kind of take when it goes away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then you, you kind of, 
like get a break and then you actually look forward to hearing the sample again because it really it really brings an interesting factor to the song i think i think a lot of times when people use gospel choirs in their songs you know like you're used to hearing it like they're these um really melodic like you hear them normally in like soul yeah and it's like this you know like choir type thing yeah but i think because the way that he's like chopped it up because they are like samples it's like a second of Mm. like just like one chord or whatever and it's meant to be chopped up and it's meant to be really like aggressive and sharp and like it's a very it's a very jagged song yeah i think that's what i'm trying to get at like it's a very like it's got a lot of sharp edges and like if you can like visualize it yes very jagged and sharp and pointy and there's lots of like um, runs that like stick out at you and it's like a very sort of aggressive singing style yeah but it works because of the way that it's sort of structured and I think his vocal line throughout it sort of meshes everything together and it's mm. very interesting yeah very Definitely. interesting instrumentation mm. Definitely well, not ambitious. instrumentation because there aren't instruments in it, but <laughs> but it acts as the instrumentation. But yes. <laughs> That's the whole point. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's really cool, and I'm definitely gonna listen to see if like the rest of his tracks that he puts out are sort of similar, mm. or if it, this is like you know type yeah. of a one-off experimental thing. But mm. I'm interested to have more of a deep dive. Deep I guess dive. you could say. Yes. So yeah, onto your nice. caught my ear, Vivian. So. My caught my ear is really, really, really fascinating. Um, it's something I've never really listened to before. So it is Run Wild Young Beauty by Hotel Books. So when I played this song for Maddie, I didn't say anything. I just said there was no to context. It. She just no pressed context. it and it went off. And it is very, very interesting. So it is a mesh between like acoustic sort of um singer songwriter stuff with spoken word poetry it is yeah and i know that sounds really weird but again listen to the song and you'll understand what i mean so hotel books started as a spoken word poetry project by the lead vocalist and he would do like these you know spoken word poetry like uh, sort of um, mics and that open kind of mic open mic things, night, yeah. yeah. Um, and then you know he would kind of experiment with music and see if he could actually do it with music. But then he actually got a band together to see if he could actually make cohesive stuff. And that's the key word here. It is cohesive. Yes. Yeah. But it shouldn't be. <laughs> and that's and that's the really interesting thing. It feels like it shouldn't be because with spoken word, it is very hard. I, I think it's very hard to put anything else in the background while you're trying to listen to spoken word, you know, mm, mm-hmm. because it's so you have to hang on to every word and, you know, it's the rhythm's really complicated, but it works so well with yeah, this music. I had a bit of a phase, not going to lie, <laughs> really? of um, listening to spoken word poetry. Mm. I went... Yeah, I went on a YouTube dark hole. There you and just, go. Yeah. I'm a bit of, like, a fan of it. Um, oh, there you go, guys. So, as fun soon fact. as... Yeah, fun fact, I like spoken word. Um, <laughs> I'm a nerd. Anyway, 
Um, but I heard it and I was like, this is incredible. Because mm. it was like, it's this really cool instrumentation behind it, but it sounds like this actor's monologue or like yeah, it, something like, you know, he just like rattles off. And because it's like the basis of it is in spoken word, mm. you are so um, like engrossed in what he's saying because mm. the delivery of it is... It's like it's so convincing. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's it. It's so convincing. And it's like you're in a trance while you're listening to what he's saying because it's just so you can understand what he's talking about. And like you said, the the delivery is just amazing. It's incredible how he does it. But I love it when it gets to like the chorus inverted commas. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's no melodic content in this song at all. There's none there's no melodic content. Um but he starts to scream and as, but he's, you know, still, you know, in spoken word, like he's still, but it's like screaming and it's just like, it's so, it's just so emotional and you can really hear how, you know, how much he cares about what he's actually saying. It's so raw. Like when, when it finished, I, I didn't have any words. I just sort of like, was staring at the wall. Yeah. I was like, I just need a minute to, like, take this in. Because it was so... Yeah. It just transports you to, like, another place. It does. Like, it's it so does. crazy. And I really, really love the instrumentation. The guitars are so beautiful. Um, especially towards the end when it's building, you hear these really, really, really beautiful, like, slide notes that just yeah. hold as he's, like, screaming. And it's just, oh, it's just so beautiful. And it's and it's so raw. And I'm really glad that I came across it because, like I said before, I've never experienced anything like that before. Yeah. And I'm really, really happy that that was, like, my first time listening to something like that. And Yeah. yeah. A lot of the other stuff as, as well is very much the same, which mm-hmm. is really cool. So I really am looking forward to, like you said, going on a deep dive <laughs> yeah. into their discography. But, yeah, definitely check out Run Wild Young Beauty by Hotel Books please. It is just, it's definitely an experience that I think everyone should witness. So, yeah. 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 So on that depressing note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So on that note, uh, that brings us to the end of this episode of Caught My Ear. Thank you so much guys for listening. This, this episode was, you know, certainly an interesting it's a one. wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> we went on a ride together and that is okay. So That's the point. <laughs> yes. You can check us out on Apple. We finally Guys, the cover art works. Finally. Look, this was a journey <laughs> with Apple. It took us Mate. so long to get on there and when we did get on there, our artwork didn't come up, which is so irritating. I was so depressed because I worked so hard. Maddie <laughs> worked so hard. It took me forever and I was like trying all these different things and it wasn't working and I was like get, I was like I give up I can't do this anymore and, and then yesterday yeah. I checked again and it comes up and I'm like Hell screaming yeah. this is the best thing ever so you can actually tell what our podcast exactly, is now exactly so now hopefully you guys will actually find it easier to find us on Apple if you recognise us by our artwork um, and we're also on Spotify, CastBox, Stitcher, TuneIn and Blueberry, probably many others. We're on a lot of platforms. We really try hard to make sure that we can be on as many as possible. Yeah. So um, let us know what you thought about the songs that we discussed this episode. 
um, or argued about this episode. <laughs> um, we always love hearing your input and what you think about the songs because, you know, music is very subjective and, yes. you know, let us know if you love Ed Sheeran's new direction, you know? Like, yes. We're just two people. You could think a completely different thing and we mm. welcome all different types of opinions. We also welcome recommendations from you. So let us know if you've got a track that you've been listening to that, you know, people need to know about. Yes. So we would love to have a listen and see what you guys reckon. Um, so just follow us on social media um, at Caught My Ear Pod for all the latest updates and um, you'll hear what we're talking about next, basically. So yes. tune in next Monday for a new episode and we will see you next time. See you guys. Farewell. <laughs>